it's nighttime all over America. And uh, no matter what you're doing right now, if you're in your car, you better pull over. And if you're home, uh, you better hogtie yourself to the radio. And if you're watching television, relax. Here she is, Dr. Susie Block. Susan Block, your love doctor, your mistress of the airwaves, your mother confessor, your baby girly girl, your ever so slightly twisted little sister, your daughter of the American revelation, your horny housewife. And your friend. Mm, you know, I'm always your friend. And I am broadcasting live from my big brass bed on the Saybrook Broadcasting Network. And tonight's show is a very, very special show. Tonight is a tribute to the living, legendary Betty Page. Mm. The queen of pinup, the queen of fetish, the queen of the jungle, and the queen of our hearts. We will be talking with Betty Page live on the air in just a few moments. Oh, I'm so excited. And we'll be talking about her and the tremendous impact she has had on artists, musicians, models, designers, photographers, fetishists, and sexual adventurers all over the world. Now, just in case you don't know, just in case you're out of it, uh, Betty Page was a popular pinup model of the 1950s, um, and uh, Oh, she had a smile that could light up a stadium and uh, eyes that could melt a rock. Like many pinup girls at the time, she posed nude quite a bit and in bathing suits and jungle get-ups. And her Playboy pictorial in 1955 was one of the most popular of all time. But it was her imaginative and provocative dominatrix and bondage and spanking photos especially remarkable for having been shot in the sexual dark ages of the 1950s uh, that uh, turned her into an internationally adored cult figure literally worshipped by millions of fans her photos and her films uh, especially the Irving Claw films were very darkly fetishistic and yet charmingly playful. Betty Page was pure erotic magic. Then, almost 40 years ago, a couple of years after she appeared in Playboy, the fabulous Betty Page vanished from the limelight becoming even less accessible than the quintessentially inaccessible Garbo. Mm, 
very inaccessible. She stopped modeling, she got married a few times, she became an active fundamentalist Christian and completely shunned public exposure, even as the power of her incredible images grew and grew and grew, turning her into that international erotic icon. Now, she was once the most photographed woman alive, or one of the most photographed women alive, but now she very fiercely guards her privacy. But tonight, I am thrilled to say, <laughs> the marvelous, mysterious Betty Page will speak with us live on the air. This is her first live interview right here on the Dr. Susan Block Show. Uh, you can't tell I'm excited, can you? <laughs> We're also going to be talking with her publicist and friend, Bob Schultz, and one of the co-authors of her authorized biographer, uh, her authorized biography, her bio she, he is her authorized biographer, you can't tell, I'm excited, can you? <gasps> the name of the authorized biography is Betty Page, Life of a Pinup Legend. Go out and get it. Well, right now you're going to stay and watch the show, but right after the show, go out and get it. Uh, his name is James L. Swanson, and we've got other celebrity fans of Betty Page, all kinds of people. Sarah Jane Hamilton is here. A Betty Page lookalike is here. Mistress Antoinette is here. If you're already a fan of Betty Page, hey, <laughs> I know I don't have to tell you to stay glued to your boob tube or your radio right now. If you're not already a fan of Betty Page, don't worry. You will be. <laughs> Very soon you're going to see and hear what I'm raving about. Betty Page, a tribute. You are listening to me, Dr. Susan Block, your mistress of the airwaves. As those of you who know me know, I do believe that every man should have a mistress and every woman should have a butler. That is, of course, if you're heterosexual. And my darling butler, my husband, my cameraman, my master, my slave, my Max. Hi, Max. Hello, doctor. How you doing tonight? I'm doing just wonderful. I am so excited. Aren't I, you? I am just so excited. I, I can't tell you. So My goodness. This <laughs> must bring back memories for you of your well, first um, encounters with the glorious, inspiring image of Betty Page. I was just like a 14-year-old boy at the time. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. I loved her. Yeah. So and how did, how did you discover her? Uh, I found her in one of those magazines, and then I saw her one Playboy. One of those magazines. Boy centerfold. Ah. It changed my life. She changed my life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How did she change your life, Max? Well, uh, I decided that um, I was going to uh, explore sexuality and the uh, pleasures of my life mm. rather than the pains. And you are still exploring away. And my father was happy that I wasn't gay. Ah. So, you know. <laughs> that helps. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Very healthy. <laughs> Very healthy. <laughs> And it made you pick a, a wife with bangs, yes, didn't it? Yes, it did. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm, well.
Well, we're going to have such a good time. I'm so excited. And we have with us right here in our studio at the Dr. Susan Block Institute, Betty Page's publicist and friend, Bob Schultz. He is also the producer of GlamourCon, the international Betty Page festival. And he's the publisher of Fond Memories, which I was just looking through, and I can't find my copy now. Um, oh, oh, it's it's in back of me. Oh, yes, here it is, Fond Memories. Ah, Fond Memories, which is all sorts of betty Abelia here. And uh, he is the ultimate Bettyologist um, and Betty-file. Bob, where's your microphone? Oh, it's right in front of you. There you go. Hi there. Hello, Susan. Are you excited like I, I am? I am very excited. Yeah, well, you've talked to Betty a lot of times, but you haven't talked to Betty on the air. Never on the... I don't think anyone's ever talked to her on the air before live. Really? That's right. No one has ever spoken to Betty nope. Page live on the air, and we're going to do that here on the Dr. Susan Block First Show. Time. Now, um, she has done a taped interview with, with Robin Leach. Correct. Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, yes. Yeah, and... Uh, but that was tape. This is spontaneous. This is exciting. We hope she's there. I hope so, too. <laughs> We're all going to have to pray and cross our fingers. No, she's going to be there. She's going to be there. Um, so tell me, when uh, did you first discover the image of Betty Page? I think much like Max, I found her in the magazines when I was young. Yeah. And uh, I think I saw her... I th I, when I was at the university in Hawaii, I saw her quite a bit in the magazines. Uh, there was a resurgence of Betty Page during that time, and that's where I really discovered her. What did you think of her when you saw her? She was marvelous. Um, she has that, she has some kind of unique quality that's hard to translate, that, that just comes across and it caps captivates you. It sure captivated you. I mean, now you, you kind of devote a, a large portion of your life to the uh, the preservation and dissemination of Betty Page materials. Uh, exactly right. I, I gave up a 15-year job in finance to do this, actually. <laughs> <laughs> really? Wow. And and you produce GlamourCon, which is like a, a Betty Page festival. I mean, she's she has captivated you, that jungle girl, she hasn't she? She certainly has. <laughs> she's taken over all of my free time and all of my work time. That's a commitment. It is. And how long have you been doing this, you know, really professionally? Well, uh, the, uh, GlamourCon, which is a company that really does a lot of this, has been around for several years. But, uh, of course, I've known her for many. I've known of her for many years. I've known her for several years. Um, I would say a, a good three or four years at least devoted to her, yes. And how did you meet her? Uh, James Swanson, who's her uh, attorney, and I had become friends. And uh, a long story made short, uh, I finally came down to Los Angeles after uh, many false starts and uh, was taken to uh, her house, which is quite a distance out. And, um, and I met her for the first time. It was just a, it was a remarkable experience. Mm. And you were telling me when we were talking that, um, that you would have recognized her. You could recognize if you're a fan of those eyes. Exactly. If you're a fan of Betty Page, you recognize her immediately just from her eyes. And and does she still have bangs? She still has bangs. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Her hair is exactly like it was. She still has bangs, and she's still Betty Page. Her smile gives her away, also. Wow. I didn't need any identification. I could tell her right away. <laughs> and um, now she is. Uh, she's kind of coming out of hiding, so to speak, now. And a, a lot of this has to do with a book that's coming out, an authorized biography. Betty Page, Life of a Pinup Legend. And tell me a little bit about that. Well, this book has been in the planning stages for years, I think. And uh, 
There's a lot of people who want to write books and about Betty. Most of them are unauthorized, by the way. Betty does not sanction them. This is the first authorized and sanctioned book by Betty. Uh, James, uh, her attorney, and a, and a wonderful writer named Karen Essex, who wrote a very definitive piece on Betty in the uh, LA Weekly, have written this book, and it's, it's a marvelous book. It's a marvelous book. It's like 288 pages, 350 photographs, and photographs that you've never seen before. Wonderful. Mm. Wonderful. Photographs from like her days from, before from her she was a pinup. Yeah, from a youth. Yeah, when she's standing in front of the malt shop, when she's mm. with her, her her sisters. I mean, beautiful things, and some photographs of her modeling career that you've never seen before, also. Great. Well, wh now when is this book coming out? Um, any day it's, it's, now. Uh, any day. <laughs> I'd like to say it would be out today, so you could all run out and buy it. But it's going to be out at the end of October, October early November, something like that. And uh, and we can also get autographed copies through Fox. Yes, Memories. the nice thing about it is Betty was kind enough to allow us, uh, our company, to uh, sell her autographed copy, and all of the proceeds of that autographed copy uh, go to her. All of the autographed portion goes to her, and that's that's something that. You have to understand, when I, when I created Fond Memories a few years ago, it was before I even knew that Betty was alive. But it had always been my intent to give money to Betty if we ever found her. And uh, even, though, uh, even though Fond Memories was not a very profitable uh, entity when it first started, we always gave her a portion of the gross, and we still do. Oh, that's nice. Because for so long, she hasn't gotten anything off of all of this yes. money being made on her image. There are, there, are, there are a tremendous amount of material out there that is, that is unauthorized, and the people uh, just, w just will not pay her. And, uh, and that's a, uh, But you will, and yes. you're here. Yes. <laughs> and her. you're a good guy, Bob. And you're going to get her on the phone. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, let us pray over the next commercial break. <laughs> Betty Page will be here on the Dr. Susan Block so very, very soon, so don't you go nowhere. And you're listening to me, Dr. Susan Block your designated driver through the intoxicating world of human sexuality. And tonight, we are driving into the amazing realm of Betty Page, glamour girl, par excellence, and uh, bondage queen, um, jungle girl, inspiration to so many artists and models and photographers and uh, publicists. As a matter of fact, we have Betty Page's publicist and friend and uh, the co-producer of GlamourCon here with us. We're going to be talking with Betty Page herself live on the Dr. Susan Block Show, an unprecedented event. Betty has not ever done a live interview. She's only been interviewed at all one other time uh, for a vo voice interview. She's done a couple of magazine interviews, I guess. Um, we're going to, of course, be asking Betty, why? Why all the secrecy? Why did you disappear? Um, but I want to ask you, Bob, what's your take on it? Why did she disappear? Well, uh, I think we'll let her answer that. My, I think... Uh I take her at her word that she really kind of had enough. She was older than a lot of the other uh, act, uh, models of her time. And um, of course, no one knew that. 
Because she no. looks so good. No, no, no. She looks so good. So fresh and yeah. innocent exactly. and sweet and young. And I think she just had the course, and it was time for her to move on to other things. Yeah. Well, she moved on and away, totally away, amazingly. No one could find her. People looked for her, searched for her, um, and suddenly she has reappeared in just the last couple of years, and now she is coming forth and talking to people, and uh, it's it's like the return of a, of, of a I mean, I, I hate to get too religious about this because I know she's a religious woman, but but it, it is kind of like, you know, some goddess died and came back and is here with us again. It's like a reincarnation almost. It's so exciting. Um, but tell me, you know, you talk to a lot of her fans of all different types, um, the artists, the models, the photographers, the sexual explorers. Why do you think they are all so inspired by her? I think because she was so unique. Um, in, a, in a world of Marilyn wannabes during the 50s, she was unique. Yeah. She had dark hair, of course, and that was very unique. She was her own woman. Um, she was very independent. And like you say, the sexual dark ages, she really transcended the sexual dark ages. So uh, I think that she inspires people on all different kinds of fronts, like you say, the artists, the models, the, the, the writers, etc. So, um, and everyone will probably tell you something different about her. But I think that she was so unique and so captivating and so ahead of her time, really. Well, yeah, everyone would tell you something different because she speaks so personally to people. We, we all have our personal interpretation. She means something to me, you know, and, and, and people might even argue over her meaning. And, and they she do. has a tremendous amount of, of uh, uh, women fans. Tremendous yeah. amount, you would think not necessarily, but she does. There's all these look-alike contests. We have a, exactly. a Betty Page look-alike right here Very. in our studios. Very beautiful. Heather one. Sweet is a beautiful Betty Page look-alike we got here, and uh, and they, they got contests that they. She is a, an incredible role model, actually, for a lot of women, including yours truly, Dr. Susan Block. Though I had my bangs before I'd seen Betty Page. I had my bangs since I can remember, uh, but I kept them when I saw Betty Page. I said, I'm not cutting them. Uh, but I'm cutting out on you just for a moment. And then I am coming back, hopefully, <laughs> with Betty Page on the line right here on the Dr. Susan Block Show. First live interview with Betty Page. Mm. You're listening to the Dr. Susan Block Show on the Saybrook Broadcasting Network. The intelligent voice of radio, the sensual voice of radio, romantic radio for your private life. And tonight is a tribute to Betty Page, the living, legendary Betty Page. And we are going to speak with her, I believe. We are almost ready for the moment we have been waiting for. Uh, are we ready? Do we have Betty Page on the line? Yes, we do. Oh, we do. Hi there. I'm here. How you doing? Speak a little louder. You sound like you're down in a well. Oh, well, I'm going to come out of my well and talk to you. <laughs> I'm going to get my engineer to up my amp here. We got it. Can you hear me okay now? Yes. Hi, my name is Dr. Susan Block, and I am just thrilled to speak with you. I'm a big fan of yours. Oh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Hello, Betty. Uh, this is Bob. 
Hi, Bob. <laughs> okay. I wanted to introduce you, but I, I didn't get a chance. I'm he sorry. He was walking through the studio there, so I had to just take uh, take the reins, so to speak, Betty. But I've been sitting here with Bob, and we've been having a great time. We're talking about your book and and uh, and how you know everybody's looking forward to seeing that book. Yes, I hope it will sell and that everybody will like it. Oh, I'm sure everybody will because everybody likes you so much, and it's a book all about you. And <laughs> So what was it like working on the book? Oh, I enjoyed the interviews. It brought back a lot of old memories. Yeah, with let's... Karen Essex, especially, and with James, too. Uh-huh, you like talking to them and bringing back those memories, looking through those old photographs? Some things I couldn't even... Some names of some people in my past I couldn't even remember in the photographs. <laughs> it's fun to do that. That's fun to look through old photographs and go go back through your life. You know, like that old show. This is your life, yeah. Betty Page. <laughs> so let's go back to the beginning, if you if you would, with me. Can you tell me a little bit about growing up? Uh, you know, beautiful and smart and so energetic in Nashville, Tennessee. You know, during the Depression and just wanting to be a movie star. Well, we were an extremely poor family back during the Depression years. Yeah. My mother and father were divorced when I was 10. And she had a hard time raising all six of us, even took in washing. But oh. she kept us all together. That's good. That's, that's the important thing. My father a penny to our support at all, and yet he always claimed he loved us. Yeah. Well, at least you heard that. <laughs> I was a great one for loving school. I really liked going to school. Yeah, I heard you did really well in school. I don't know I, if all your fans know about that. I studied all the time. I wasn't very smart or brighter than any other students, but I just studied all the time. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think you're a pretty smart lady. And if the teacher, if other students couldn't answer the questions, the teacher would always call me, so I felt like I had to know it all. <laughs> wow. So, so what made a girl who was so interested in books and learning want to be a movie star? I never particularly wanted to be a movie star. I just liked all the movie stars and loved going to the movies. Well, how'd you get into this line of work then, you know? Being a, a pin-up model and all that stuff. When I was little with my two sisters, yeah. we would play program, as we called it, where one of us, every, all the girls would get in a circle and one would stand in the center and call on various ones to perform. Uh-huh. To do some kind of dance or song. A little amateur they theatrical. They like to see me do the hula. The hula? <laughs> Yeah. Mimic movie star poses. There was a brown section in the Nashville banner that always had movie stars every Sunday. And we'd get the movie books and try to pose like the movie stars. Uh-huh. So that's my earliest attempt at posing, even 10 or 12 years old. <laughs> 10 or 12 years old and you were already posing and, and you practiced and you got really good at it. Yeah. In San Francisco in 1945, I think it was, I took a modeling course, uh -huh. paid $100 for it, but I didn't learn a thing except how to balance a book on my head. 
<laughs> well, that gave you a lot of poise. You had great oh, posture. It just came natural. I've just yeah. always been able to do it for you, some reason. You're always walking around on your toes, even if you weren't in high heels. You're really something. You, you, you worked out, though. Before, you know, everybody's into working out now, but people weren't into that then. You were. Yeah. Yeah. So how come you didn't like want to be like all those bleach blonde Marilyn Monroe types? How come you stayed true to yourself and brunette? I never wanted to be anybody else. I was always satisfied with what God gave me with my own look. Uh-huh. Well, God gave you some good looks. <laughs> I don't know. Without makeup, I never looked like much. I, I know what you mean. <laughs> I, I know exactly what you mean. She's selling herself short. She looks very good still Oh, today. you've seen. Okay. Yes. Well, my husband would say that I look good without makeup, but I know what she means. So don't don't shoot me without makeup, please. I wouldn't be caught dead without my eyebrow bundle and lipstick even I, today. I understand, honey. <laughs> so, um, how about the bangs? How did you get the bangs? In 1950, in the fall, when I came back from Greenbush Summer Theater in Rockland County, New York, I was walking along the beach one Saturday late in the afternoon, and the beach was almost deserted. Yeah. And there was a very handsome-looking black fellow with a beautiful body doing his exercises on the beach. And I sat down and watched him for about a half an hour. And when he got through, he came over to me and asked me if I'd ever done any modeling. Uh -huh. And I told him no. And he said, I think you'd be a good photographic model. And he gave me his card and said if I'd come to his studio in Brooklyn. He told me he was a policeman and that photography was his hobby. That was Jerry Tibbs. That was Jerry Tibbs. And he said that he would make me up a portfolio that I could take around to the photographers. And I did. I called him up and made an appointment, and he took a lot of pictures of me. Yeah. But and I, were you on the cover of Harlem Community Newspapers? That's a rumor that you... That was my... Those were my first covers. Uh-huh. I forget the name of the little paper, like a small magazine with newspaper print. And... And they would use covers of models on the front of it. Now, now you know, racism's a big issue these days, of course, but you really broke through a color barrier there. You know, you were a white Southern girl, and he was black photographer. You're on the cover of a, of a, a Harlem newspaper. Uh, how did you I have the courage to do that? all of my prejudice when I went to Haiti for four months in 1947. Uh-huh. And I met so many nice black people even had a love affair with a French Creole. Fellow. Really? Ooh. And I just he had a nice body all, too. I just lost all of my old southern prejudice against black Good. people. Good. Excellent. Yes. That's, that's, uh, that's great to hear. Jerry Tibbs was one of my best friends for all the years I was in New York. Uh-huh. Betty, did you ever keep up with him? Everyone would like no, to know that. I'd, I don't know if he's even still alive. Hmm. I haven't seen him since 1957. Well, maybe he'll come out of hiding if she finds out he'd like to see him. Now, he, yeah. he used to do beautiful retouch work on his photos. He made me look a lot prettier than I was. Oh. And he would color the pictures, too. Uh-huh. No wonder you liked him so much. He would do his own car. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He, he took some beautiful pictures. 
and I looked a whole lot prettier in his pictures. The only thing I didn't like, he would insist on my stuffing Kleenex in the bikini bra. <laughs> were big enough. Uh, I was on the heavy side anyhow. I oh, no, you were not. Kleenex in there, and they didn't, it didn't look smooth yeah. in the pictures. Yeah, no, your natural body was just gorgeous. Like you say, like what God gave you, that was the best. I know, I don't know why you're trying to make me... Oh, you know, weird. guys are always doing that, trying to push you into different positions. So you met Irving and Paula Clow in 1951. Tell me about how did the three of you develop all those incredible bondage uh, photos and films? Well, they, he would get letters from... Doctors, lawyers, judges, a lot of people in all walks of life explaining what they wanted done. Doctors and judges. <laughs> a lot of them were doctors. Yeah. And lawyers. They still are. <laughs> and they would tell him what they wanted done in the bondage shots. And we, the models, would do it. And a lot of them would ask for me. Uh huh. I the can imagine why. And I ever did was wearing a black leather pony outfit with a head on it on me. You wouldn't even know who I was. That's what this fellow wanted. Uh, a horse. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Just amazing what judges and, uh, and doctors and lawyers want. <laughs> oh, but I want to talk to you some more, Betty, but I, I have to go to a little break. It's just a couple minutes. Okay. So will you stay there and I can talk to you a little bit more? All right. Oh, thank you don't, so much. Don't leave us, don't leave us don't please. Leave us. We're going we're gonna to we be waiting you. for you. We love you so much. Okay. We'll be right back. Okay. And you're listening to the Dr. Susan Block Show on the Saybrook Broadcasting Network. And we are talking with the living legendary Betty Page. Are you still there with me, yeah. Betty? I'm here. Oh, good. So we were talking before about um, the wild, outrageous photos of Irving and Paula Clow that you, you did. Am I pronouncing it right? Is it Claw or Clow? Claw. 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 Right, okay. Um, so did all these bondage ideas, did they all come from uh, the fan letters from the attorneys and the judges and whatnot, or did you come no, up with... some of them came from Paula, and occasionally Irvin would bring up something that he wanted done. Oh, what, what kind of things Paula would he want? usually handled it all. She would do the tying up and everything. I was never frightened, but one time... One time? When they strung me up, spread-eagled, on a pulley. Oh, I know with that picture. My, with tied a rope around my waist and uh -huh. my arms tied to pulleys way up spread out and my legs spread out off the ground now. I know, it is an amazing That's the photo. Only thing that scared me. Now did you were you aware of everything that was happening there before it happened or did they spring anything on you? Like the, the, the no, tie around the waist? Would explain what was going to be done. So we had an idea of it beforehand. Uh huh. But we'd laugh about some of the crazy things e they wanted. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did. And you're laughing in a lot of the photos. You look <laughs> like you're having such a good time. Well, you're just going, here's what well, I look like I'm in the agony. Well, you know something, Betty? You don't look like you're in agony. It's incredible. You are in the most incredible, difficult, painful-looking positions, and you look like you're having a good time in all those photos. I was going to ask you, 
How do you how do you manage that? I look like I'm screaming in those spanking photos. Yeah, you look like you're screaming, but you look like you're 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 in control. <laughs> Even when you're in the most out of control positions, you you still exude power somehow. It's amazing. It's that's part of your magic. But so, it was hard on us posing in those six inch spike heels. Oh yeah. There was only one pair of those things. And it was, the heel was wider than the ordinary ones. That was the only pair that I could move around in. Yeah, those are nice, the ones with the kind of rounded uh, toe. The others, I couldn't move at all. No. I, I just had to stand there. Right. Well, you look great standing there. <laughs> so did you, how about the outfits? Did you come up with your own outfits or did? I, I used to make a lot of my lingerie and the bikinis I made, mm. but most of it was urban. And I hear that Irving, in his desire to uh, to escape, uh, you know, trouble with the law, made you wear two pairs of underpants. A lot of times we wore two pairs. I <laughs> wore two pairs many times. Yeah. It was such a shame that Mr. Kefauver had him in court and on the carpet calling his work pornography. It was he a never shame. even did a nude at all. Right. And always had the breast covered and the bottom covered. That Mr. Kefauver was as uh, as he bad was as a Mr. Real McCarthy. Cat. Yeah, he was. He was nasty. He. he I hear somebody up on the carpet who was selling pornography, not Irving Claw. No, Irving Claw was doing damsel in distress scenes, basically. And they made him sell most of his pictures, most of his negatives. I, yeah, and they had to destroy a whole bunch of them, didn't they? It's really a shame. Well, fortunately, a lot of them have survived. And, I mean, people collect these. Uh, did you have any idea how these photos would become so treasured? No. No. No idea. No idea. <laughs> hey, did, did Keith Offer call you in or when, when he had those hearings? Yes. Two of his men came one afternoon Ooh. and told me to be down at the courthouse downtown New York yeah. the next morning at 9 o'clock. Ooh, And they scary. said they were going to put me on the stand. Did they? To testify against Irvin. But I sat there all day long and all night up until 1 a.m. Yeah. With only one little sandwich to eat all day and all day. Oh, my God. And, and they didn't even call somebody you. Somebody told me I could go home. Oh, gosh. Well, don't you go anywhere, Betty. We want to talk to you some more. we got to do another little break. But please, please stay right. with us. And we're going to come right back. Bob's going to keep you company over the commercials. Okay. So... Dr. Susan Block Show on the Saybrook Broadcasting Network, and tonight's program is a tribute to Betty Page, queen of pinups, queen of fetish, queen of our hearts, queen of heaven, queen of the jungle. Betty, are you there with me? Hello. Hello, Betty. Betty, Betty. Hello. Are you there? Are you there, Betty? Maybe she needs to hear a familiar voice. Bob, get on the line. Betty? <laughs> Betty, are you there? Hello, Betty? Hello? I heard a, I heard a phone hang up. Oh, no. Uh-oh. 
Sorry. Oh, there you but are. I just recently oh, got over a bout with bronchitis. Oh. And every now and then, I get on a coughing jag for no reason. <sighs> well. <laughs> And you don't want to cough on the air. You're so professional. We, we, we almost all had a heart attack. Yes, you have coughing so jags. We were going to have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, how did you create your Jungle Girl character? I made that costume. Yeah. Sold it up one night. And that's when I had one of those terrible experiences of my life that's in the book. Ooh, that's in uh, the new book coming out, your authorized biography, Betty Page, Life of a Pinup Legend. Everybody go out and buy this book. But anyway, so you had this terrible experience. You're going to give us a hint as to what it was? No, I... I <laughs> have to read about it in the book. They're going to have to read the book, aren't okay. they, Betty? Okay, all right. But I was afraid of those two cheetahs that I posed with a lot. The trainer said they had been sick all night the night before. And they were in a bad mood. Ooh. And I had to straddle them and hold the leashes right next to me. But they didn't bite me or anything. Oh, well, you just captivated them like you do everyone, <laughs> I guess, Betty. I they were in the days. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you've been quite a daredevil in a way. You know. <laughs> now, everybody wonders this. i got to ask this question, of course. You... By the end of 1957, you stopped modeling. You kind of disappeared. I didn't disappear. I just left New York two weeks before Christmas. Oh, that's it? She just left New York. Everyone thought you disappeared. But I, I thought I was getting too old to do pinups anymore. And the photographers had so many pictures of me, and so many pictures had been sold. I just thought they were getting tired of me. And I wanted a change and wanted to go back down to Florida in the warm, sunny climate with a beach that I love so much. Oh, yeah, you do love that beach. We can see that in all those photos. But, but I didn't disappear. I just left New York. But how come you were so inaccessible? Huh? You were not accessible. You, it, people, people searched for you. Artists that loved your work and. Uh, I wrote to Irving a couple of times. Irving Park. Yeah, Irving. Yeah, Irving passed away just a few years after the I Keith. Know. Yeah, and it took the life out of him. Those nasty senators there. Um, we got one little break here. It's just a minute, and then I want to come back and, and talk to you some more about what, what you've been up to, about the book and uh, uh, all kinds of stuff. So don't go anywhere, Betty, please. We'll just come right back and be with you. Don't you go anywhere either. You just stay right. Need to talk with someone about something you can't talk about with anyone else? You can talk to us. I'm Dr. Susan Block your mistress of the airwaves, but my day job is director of the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences, specializing in sex therapy over the phone. Anytime you need to talk, whether you need serious psychotherapy or a hot phone sex experience or a combination, my world-renowned telephone sex therapists are just a phone call away. Totally private, absolutely confidential. We listen, talk with you, advise you, role play for you, fantasize with you, no fantasy is too taboo, and help you with anything from impotence to exhibitionism, fears to desires, fetishes to marriages. For more information, call us at 213-291-9497. That's 213 
291-9497 anytime you need to talk. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web. And now, here she is, Dr. Susan Block. And we are back. We are the Dr. Susan Block Show on the Saybrook Broadcasting Network. Tonight's show is a tribute to the living, legendary Betty Page. So, uh, so Betty, we were talking about you having disappeared. You haven't disappeared now, have you? You're still there, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that laugh. Ooh. That laugh is, is like, almost as good as that smile. <laughs> so, um... After you disappeared, I mean, did people recognize you? Well, I know you didn't disappear. You said you yes, didn't disappear. a lot of people would recognize me. Even my doctor, when I had a hysterectomy in 1971 at Jackson Memorial Hospital in Miami, both doctors knew me, and one of them had been a big fan of mine and still had a lot of my pictures. <laughs> yeah. Aww. They tried to make a very thin incision on my abdomen. <laughs> To, to take out my uterus, and uh, and they said that I could still do pinups. In 1971, now I forget how old I was then, but then <laughs> mm, you weren't doing pinups anymore. Oh no. <laughs> well, see, but everybody thought you should still keep doing them, even your doctor. But you didn't want to do them anymore. You'd had it. You were no, ready. You just that was the end of that phase of your life. And what kind of a phase did you go into? What? Well, on New Year's Eve, 1959, I walked into a little Bible church in Key West. Mm -hmm. They were having a New Year's service. And I repented of my sins and stood in the back of the room and cried. And the next Sunday, I went forward and received Jesus as my Savior. And then I turned my life over to God <coughs> a few months later. And I went to Bible schools for three years. Wow. The happiest three years of my life. They were interdenominational schools, Biola in Los Angeles and Moody Bible Institute in Chicago and Multnomah Schools of Bible in Portland, Oregon. We weren't even allowed to go to movies. Uh-huh. As much as I like movies. I couldn't go dancing anymore, and you couldn't drink, smoke, or anything like that. Of course, I never drank. You didn't do that anyway. But did you miss dancing? I miss dancing because I always loved dancing. Yeah. You were always so good at dancing. You just look like you're having so much fun there. In, in, your, in your photos, you know, you, you look so dynamic and so relaxed at the same time, and you, you're just... Uh, you, you you just look like you're just so hot. Uh, what was your secret? The best pictures I did, uh, I think, and most everybody else does, were for Bunny Yeager in yeah. Miami on the beach, in the water and on the beach. You really glow. I was very happy playing in the water because I like to swim and I like the ocean. And yeah. The water is so much warmer down there, you know, than it is out here. Uh huh. It's freezing out here usually. And I know all you. you around, it was nice and warm in Miami. Yeah. Now you said that when you went to church, you repented of your sins, and we're all we're all sinners. We've all committed sins. But I don't. Did you ever think that you're you're posing, nude and and like that? Was that a sin in your mind? I don't think. So. I never thought so because 
when God created Adam and Eve, he had them naked as jaybirds. That's right. All in the nude. And if they hadn't turned against him and disobeyed him and listened to Satan, they would probably have remained nude in the garden. We'd all be all nudists. Yeah. So I don't think God disapproves of nudity at all. I even thought of joining a nudist colony once. Really? Did I was, I'm always very happy running around the house in the nude. I don't do it here because there are other people in the house. Uh-huh, yeah. I lived alone. I used to it might scare them. go around yeah. in the nude all the time. Yeah, really? You used to go around in the nude just making yeah. dinner and <laughs> vacuuming and stuff? And I was very happy cavorting on the beach, posing for bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> you look so happy. You sure do. I mean, that smile, is that is that a smile for the camera? Is that a smile from the heart? Or did you have a love affair with the camera? I just liked posing. You I did. I always enjoyed it. And well, I, I like... Make, tried to make up so different bikinis and costumes. I like talking to you, and I don't want to stop, but i got to go to a little break, so come right back with me. It's just going to be one minute, Betty, and I'll be right, right back with you. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Do you have a question about your sexuality? Do you have a fantasy you'd like to explore? Do you need help with a relationship problem? Do you want to have phone sex with somebody really hot? Do you just need to talk to someone about something you can't talk about with anyone you know? Well, you can get any of that or all of it right now. Just call this number, 310-474-5353 mm, for help, for fun. For insight, for attention, for information, for mm, masturbation. Dr. Susan Block Show on the Saybrook Broadcasting Network, the intelligent voice of radio, the sensual voice of radio, romantic radio for your private life. And tonight we are talking about the private and public life of the inimitable 
Betty Page. She is on the line with us right now doing her first live voice interview. Um, and uh, we are just so excited to be with her. So, Betty, you sound like you're getting a little tired, are you? Not too tired. Good. Okay. When, when get, I don't want to make you feel tired. When you get tired, I'm Betty. Just, uh, are you there? Yes. I'm just always sleepy on Sundays because yeah. on Saturday nights, I sit up late uh, and watching the, listening to the radio broadcast on KKLA, a Christian uh, radio station. Uh-huh. They have Bible studies from 3 to 5 at night. Oh. And then on Sunday morning, I'm up again at 10 listening to the church services. I don't go out. To Do church. you have a favorite preacher? Hmm? Do you have a favorite preacher? I used to, I listened to Dr. J. Vernon McGee, who has a, through the Bible radio broadcast, he's been on the air about 50 years. He was my pastor when I was going to Biola in 1960 and 61 at the Church of the Open Door right next door. Uh -huh. The church has since, since he died, it moved out to Glendora. Uh -huh. So it's still on the air every Sunday morning. Well, skipping from preaching to Playboy, which is quite a skip, I know, <laughs> but I understand you finally met one of your big fans, Hugh Hefner. Um, he, he was a fan, of yours for you, a fan of yours for years and tried to contact you for years. He was one of those people that couldn't find you. <laughs> and uh, how was your meeting? I met him recently at his house. It looks like a big castle, one of the prettiest homes yeah, I've ever Yeah, nice. The mansion. He's such a nice, down-to-earth, friendly fellow. He sure I is. I liked him very much and his wife and two little boys. Yeah. But he's quite a character, the way he dresses. He had six guests there, including Mel Torme. Uh -huh. Was he wearing he, his pajamas? He came out in his <laughs> purple satin pajamas with a smoking jacket. Yeah, that's half. <laughs> well, I enjoyed the evening very much. You had a good time. You watched The Rocketeer. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Dave's movie, and I enjoyed that so much. You know, D Dave and... Well done. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of artists that have drawn and painted you. I guess Dave is one of your favorites. Oh, what? Yeah. You have any other favorites? He's my best friend around here. He takes me to dinner, to movies, to the grocery, to the doctor. He takes me everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, we have a, a female Betty Page look-alike here. Um, she's somewhere. And uh, what, what would you say to all of the female fans of yours who are following in your footsteps? <laughs> I'm just very flattered that the Betty Page look-alike contest that they keep having everywhere. Yeah. And so, some of them look quite a bit like I used to look. Uh-huh. It's amazing, isn't it? Wild to have these, these women dressing up to look like you. Yeah, uh, I understand there are a couple of, of gay fellas who impersonate. <laughs> oh, yeah, not only women, that's right. A lot of them like me, I can do. <laughs> yeah, so you not only have the girls dressing up like you, you get the guys dressing up like you. I know, I'm always surprised that as many women like me as they do. Yeah, why does that surprise you? Well, it's not usually normal. Usually just men go for Oh, women want to be like you. You know, men are lusting after you, and women are are just, they want they want all that lust, you know. They're, they look at you as a role model. They really do. So um, what would you like people to think of you? I just 
Would rather people remembered me as I was when I was young. Yeah. Now, I don't think any fans want to see an old woman. Well. Like I am now. You I know. I put on a lot of weight and, and my hair is gray now. And I just don't think anybody would want to see me now. Well, I, I don't do any interviews. Yeah, I do respect your privacy completely, but I, for one, I would, I would like to see you. I, I like to see a woman who, who is uh, any age with, with your dynamism and intelligence. And you, I feel your, your beauty and charm coming through right over the phone. And anytime you want to see me, I want to see you. But. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Betty, uh, my name is Max. I'm Dr. Block's husband. Yeah, he's and been a big fan of yours I've all his life. I've been a very, very big fan of yours since I was uh, 14 years old. Yeah, I used to go steal my father's. Uh, yeah, since I was 14. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's pretty early. But you changed my life. But I want to tell you a story about uh, Kefauver. Oh yeah, we, we got a Kefauver story. Because I you. know him very well. Okay. And I want we'll to tell one you more something segment. about him. Okay, and with then Betty, and then we're going to talk with um, all kinds of Betty fans here. Right. We got Sarah Jane Hamilton and Mistress Antoinette and Veronica Vera on the we line. Have all your fans. All here. your fans are here for you. We all love you so so much. Betty Page live on the Dr. Susan Block Show. We'll be right There's back. more. Whoa. So, what's going on with you? When it comes to sex, has your partner been rejecting you lately? Are you the one losing interest in sex? Are you a woman who's never had a real orgasm? Are you a man with a burning, baffling passion you can't talk to anyone about? Do you have erotic fantasies you'd like to explore? Mm, whatever your pleasure. Your problem. Your question. Your fantasy. Call me. Maybe I can help. My number is right here. 310-474-5353. And you can call right now and find out how you can talk with me or one of my other sex therapists at my institute. You can pay by check or credit card, and for cost and information, you call this number here, right? 310-474-5353. Enhance your natural sexuality. Find the pleasure in your life. Now. some of the ladies in my best-selling video, How to Give a Woman Pleasure, as we show and tell you how to give us pleasure, from how to make us want you to how to give us multiple orgasms, including my famous Ten Commandments of a Woman's Pleasure. Learn how to find and touch the pleasure points all over a woman's body and in her mind as you watch and listen to us playing out our fantasies on my bed. Whether you're a man who wants to give a woman pleasure, a woman who wants to give another woman pleasure, a woman who wants to give herself pleasure, or a a man who wants to give himself pleasure just watching us. You'll love how to give a woman pleasure. Just call 310 
877-474-5353. You can also get my Ten Commandments of a Man's Pleasure, one for the boys and for girls who like boys. Call 310-474-5353 to order either now or anytime. 310-474-5353. Yes. Can you come out a little bit here? Let's let's have a little little fashion show here. Here we go. And a little turn around, maybe. Slow, slow, slow. Ooh, yes. Oh, just enjoy it. Oh, <laughs> great. Oh, yeah. So yeah. tiny. Now, how tiny is your waist? About 17 yeah. inches. 17 inches. I mean, that's no. right Listening to me, Dr. Susan Block, your captain of the ship of fools for love. And we're sailing through Betty Page country tonight, talking with the living legendary Betty Page live on the Dr. Susan Block Show. Betty, are you still there? You have a very sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm going to cherish that compliment. Can I quote you on that, Betty? Huh? Betty, can you I quote see you her on actually. that? Yes, you can quote me. Oh, because that is such a compliment coming from you, darling. My husband is here, Max. You just talked to him a second ago. And um, he, his father uh, worked with Senator Kefauver. Oh, he did? Uh-huh. So I want to tell you a story, Betty. It's a very important story. Because <clears throat> Senator Kefauver, my father was partners with the senator. Mm -hmm. And what they did uh, <clears throat> many years ago in Washington, D.C., and you should know this, they went out and they bought uh, 300 homes where black people were living. Yeah. Yeah. And they evict them, evicted them all. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then they turned around. This is uh, the senator that prosecuted you. Yeah. They evicted them all, and they took their homes away from them. Took their homes away? Yeah. Why? And then they sold them back to the federal government for... A lot of money. ...for redevelopment. And Senator Kefauver uh, was very heavy into sex oh, and, to, and into S&M and bondage. And I know him, my dad knew him, and one of the things that um, this country does and whenever it comes to people who smile and, and uh, tell people to have a good time and enjoy their lives is to prosecute them. And uh, I wanted you to know that story because I've known it for a long time and have been a fan of yours for a long time. What a hypocrite he was, prosecuting people for doing bondage and he himself right that's right right and that's himself, often the way it is right and also stealing from people and i want to say that very clearly and uh and i loved you you changed my life just uh, i'm just one person and you changed my life and you changed millions of people's lives and uh, you called them the right name and uh i'm just so thrilled to have you here tonight i'm so glad to be talking to you yeah, and you're here to uh, to promote your book, the authorized biography of Betty Page, and I understand that we can get real autographed copies of this book. Is yeah. that right? 
through fond memories. Yeah. Uh huh. And uh, how do we do that, Bob? How do we do that, Bob? Well, it has everything in the book, good and bad incidents in my life. I didn't leave out anything. No. Some of it may be shocking to the readers, but I just told the truth about Ooh. it all. Uh-huh. A lot of it was shocking to me even, so it's... Mm -hmm. It was shocking to me even, Betty. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can get your book by uh, calling our number, which is 206-821-1760. That's 206-821-1760. And just leave their name, address, phone number, and Visa MasterCard number and expiration date. And in November, when it comes out, we'll ship it to them after we get you to sign it. Okay. Betty, you had a few husbands. Uh, I had Three too many. <laughs> Except for my third husband, the other two I should never have married. Uh, I don't know why I ever married Billy, my first boyfriend. Uh -huh. you, can, I, you can tell that I didn't really want to do it. He talked me into it. He kept begging me to marry him that he might get killed in the war. He had been drafted, you know, had been declared A-1. This was during the Second World War. And everybody was One marrying Saturday war morning, heroes. I put on my old black jersey dress, get that now, and went on the bus with him up to Gallatin, Tennessee, about 30 miles away. And the ceremony was over in about five minutes and at the courthouse. <laughs> and we got back on the bus, and as soon as I sat down, I said to myself, what have I done? Oh. I didn't want to get married. <laughs> and so, when he came back from overseas, yeah. he was just, he had, had been shell shocked and had a nervous breakdown. And he was just a jealous maniac. I was going to ask you, what did he think of your career as a pinup queen? Mm -hmm. What did he think of you as a pinup model? Well, I hadn't been a pinup model then. I had just done some posing for. Art Grayson Hollywood Commercial Motion Picture Company in San Francisco. Well. That's all I had done. I wasn't doing pinups back then. Uh-huh. Well, well he was just a maniac of jealousy. He was so jealous of my own brother, Jimmy, that he wouldn't even let me go to the movies or skating with Jimmy. And Jimmy wow. and I had been close growing up and were real pals. Wow, now that's bondage, Betty. Uh, <laughs> that's human bondage. I know. Mm. I tried to make a go of it several times with him, but it was no use. But I never wanted to have a divorce like my mother and father had. Yeah, well, but you weren't meant to stay with him. But it was a hopeless case from the beginning. Yeah. My second husband, uh -huh. I should never have married him either. He was too young for me. Uh -huh. Were you he already a pin-up model by then? He was only 18 when I met him, and I was 30. Uh-huh. And You're all we had in common was sex, movies, and hamburgers. He was a nut over hamburgers. <laughs> all he wanted me to cook and all he wanted to eat when we went out was hamburgers. Just eat and have sex, huh? <laughs> That's how a lot of men are. <laughs> Uh huh. Did what did he think of you being a pinup queen? Oh, he had a lot of pictures of me and was bragging about it to all of his buddies. Oh yeah, he liked it. <laughs> he was very proud of me. Uh huh. So um, 
We have some fans of yours that are here in my little studio who would like to talk to you. Can you can you stay with us for another segment to yeah. to talk to a few of our fan of your fans? Okay, that's great. Thank well, you so much, Betty. We are going to be right back be right with back. the fabulous, mysterious, and getting a little less mysterious Betty Page right here <laughs> on the Dr. Susan Block Show. Ooh, I love that laugh. <laughs> Sex is a touchy subject. Literally and figuratively. And that's why I'm here. On your boob tube. Touching upon all aspects of human sexuality. Mm, touching myself. Touching this very phallic microphone. And hopefully touching you. But this is television, darling, and I can only go so far. And if you'd like to go farther, deeper, into touchier areas of your sexuality that I might not touch upon on TV, give me a call at 310-474-5353 right now. Go on, reach out and touch someone. You can even touch yourself while you do. 310-474-5353. Kathleen, um, so what uh, brings you here tonight? Well, actually, I was here with my husband, Tim. Tim He's doing some tonight. still shots, Tim but Torres. also it's wonderful to see Susan and Max. It's been yeah, a while. It's great to see you. Yeah, great to see you. And um, I, uh, yeah. what I know of Betty Page, um, I think she's really like the mother of openness the as far as sexuality. It truly. I mean, I think she's wonderful. She's a beautiful woman and really paved a way for so many women and, and for all people, men, women, whatever their preference is, to um, be open about sexuality and the beauty of um, a fabric on your body and how it's presented and um, also just to exude sexuality without it being a sinful thing. It was, it became a beautiful thing. Kathleen gets an A. Are listening to me, Dr. Susan Block, your love doctor, your mistress of the airwaves, and I am talking with Betty Page live on the radio. Mm, or if you're watching me on your TV, uh, you're seeing it on tape, but it is Betty Page's first live interview. And Betty, are you still there with me? Yes. Oh, wonderful. I love that voice. Oh, You've always my, had a. Second. Your second interview. interview. You, did, you did one with Robin Leach. With Robin Leach. Uh, but that wasn't live. I got to have a first here, though, Betty. And I got to be doing something for the first time. And, and that one wasn't live. Oh, it wasn't? No. Oh, that's right. They taped it. Well, yeah, phone. this is live on the radio. People are hearing yeah. you absolutely live as it's happening, spontaneous. <laughs> We're not editing out any. You're not making any mistakes, but if you made any, we can't edit them out. <laughs> I have a lady here. Her her name is Jeanette. She also calls herself Mistress Antoinette, and she is the uh, des designer and proprietor of Versatile Fashions, and she is a big fan of yours. Oh, yeah. That's and she'd like to say hello to you. Betty, it's so nice to get to hear you. You're hello. so. Hello. I you, think that's fantastic. You're a designer. What what do you design? Now? Well, I think a lot had to do with your boot that I'm holding in my lap. I had a uh, husband that brought a pair of boots to me, and this kind of started the whole company. <laughs> I, I didn't understand what he was talking about until he showed me some really beautiful pictures of you. 
And uh, that was 32 years ago, Betty. Oh, God. <laughs> that long ago. <laughs> and so I uh, did a magazine, and uh, I started uh, Reflections magazine after uh, looking at your pictures and Betty Page's all over the place. <laughs> and then we, I started having people come to me that wanted me to dress them to look like you, not really? me. Really? <laughs> oh, my. So many people want to look like Betty Page. <laughs> Male and female, we've determined, yes. So I'm holding a pair of boots uh, on my lap right now and sitting next, uh, next to one of my gals here uh, that I'm sure will be wanting to speak to you so badly. And uh, she is uh, Heather, and she wears corsets. Oh, really? Uh, the corset look is uh, really in satins and soft and feminine. And with the high-heeled heels that you wore, do you remember those? Yeah. Uh, I still have the pair of boots. Do you still have any of these in your collection? No, I don't have any of my costumes. They all got lost in the warehouse. Can you imagine what they'd be worth now? Mm. Anyway. Probably would be able to sell them now. You bet, <laughs> for a lot of money. <laughs> Uh, they, they keep trying to rip these off out of my attic upstairs in the corset company. And yeah. here they are. So I am delighted to know that you really are wonderful. Yeah. You're just being kind now. Yeah, you don't just look wonderful. You are wonderful. Yeah. yeah, it's really exciting. We all have to get older, I know, and I think we all worry about that. I hate old age. <laughs> We all do. I give anything to be even 50 again. I was in very good health with no arthritis or ailments of any kind when I was even in my 50s and 60s. Mm. Just the last couple of years, I've started falling apart. Well, I get to write about you, Betty, and it's really exciting because I think we uh, really are caring and loving people. Uh, and I have enjoyed both sides of the track as well. I have uh, eight grandchildren as well as oh, uh, yeah, three children. So we're uh, we're a pretty well-rounded family ourselves and really You're enjoy it. much younger than that. So. <laughs> oh, she like knows how to flatter this And Betty. I would love to meet you in person, so don't you forget that. I have And don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back. We've got a few more wonderful ladies and gentlemen that want to talk to you, Betty. We are here with Betty Page live on the radio. Don't go away, Betty. Don't leave us, please. My husband don't, is asking. Don't. He's on his knees. <laughs> we'll be right back. Maybe you need to talk. Maybe you just want to talk. But you need it to be private. You need to have a very private conversation. You don't want to talk on the air where millions of people can hear you. You're not an exhibitionist. Well, at least you're not that kind of exhibitionist. You need to talk privately confidentially mm. well you can talk with me or one of my associate sex therapists privately and confidentially and you can do it right now call this number 310-474-5353 write it down so you don't forget and call me when you need to talk 310-474-5353 for private conversation about very private things.
to the Dr. Susan Block Show on the Saybrook Broadcasting Network. And tonight's show is a tribute to Betty Page, the most dynamic, charismatic, influential pinup star of all time. Smiling or sultry, bright-eyed and definitely bushy-tailed, <laughs> Betty Page You're is... putting it on much too thick. Oh. <laughs> 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 well, you rolled it on thick with me. You told me I had a sexy voice, so, you know. It surprises me calling me a legend. I was never a legend. That's for movie stars. Well, at least you're not a legend in your own mind, like a lot of people are. You're a legend in your own time. You are. I mean, people think of you that way. <laughs> I know. It's nice you don't think of yourself that way. It makes you I never, human. I would never think of myself as any kind of a legend. <laughs> well... You are. <laughs> I mean, uh, and, and you know, now your book is coming out, and I, I, I have a feeling this is not the first, the last live interview you're doing, certainly not the last interview. How do you feel about coming out a little bit more and getting in touch with all these people that think you're a legend, that think you're a goddess? I just don't care to mm. have them see me old, the weight I've got on me. Well, I think it would be disappointing to them. Well, like I said, I wouldn't be disappointed. I know a lot of people wouldn't because we all know it happens to all of us. And that doesn't make you less of a legend. It just makes you human. I think it detracts from my, my image of years ago. Well, you know... to see me as I am now. I don't even like to see the good old movie stars get old. Well, you it know makes something. Very sad it makes some of them in films when they're old. It makes you more of a legend not to show yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that was a knowledgeable giggle there. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Hmm. But you're talking to us, and you know we hear so much wonderful warmth in your voice. It's it's as much warmth as we see in your smile in those pictures. I have a friend of mine here. Her name is Sarah Jane Hamilton. She's an actress, and you've been a great inspiration to her, and she wants to say hello to you. Hello, Betty. Hello. I know you find this amazing, but I am uh, 24 years old, and you have influenced me. Um, for good, for, see, see, you are a legend. I know you're very modest, and you can't quite believe it. But you are—you have actually touched so many people of my generation, and and way back. And that's the truth, Betty. Yeah, Whether you like it or not. <laughs> I feel very flattered by it all, by all the attention so many, many years later. Mm. Well, you have I'm been. In fact, when when. By it all. Oh. When I was back in England, I was a bit of a little fetish thing. No, you were. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell you were for some way over there. Yeah. And I call myself Sarah Page, so I, I stole from you. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you just a, a quick question, if that's okay. Madonna has obviously been influenced and is doing books and clothes and all that kind of thing. And I was wondering what you thought of Madonna. Hmm. <laughs> I think she's very fascinating, especially yeah. some of those outfits she wears. <laughs> she has a very good voice and interesting personality. I like to watch her. 
Some of her outfits look a little bit like yours. Yeah. Those cone bras that uh, Gautier yeah. designed for her are a little bit like those cone, that, that metallic cone bra you were wearing with, uh, with Irving Claw there. Yes, I remember that thing. That was a wild looking thing. What did that feel like <laughs> on that cone bra there? Betty, you can come down and design for first style fashions now. See, there's another job. <laughs> I, I was going to also ask you if you would ever be interested in doing an, your own line, you know, the Betty Page fashion line. I'm sure you'd make a millions. <laughs> I was very foolish back years ago. I should have sued a couple. One of the last posing jobs I had was at night down in Greenwich Village in this studio. A man and, and his wife. And I never thought anything about it, but they had me putting on all of my costumes, all of my bikinis, especially, one after another. Uh -huh. And the, shot, the shooting went on for about four hours. And later, they started selling them as Betty Page's bikinis. Ooh, those sneaks. And it was they advertised in magazines and newspapers for years. I should have sued them. They didn't give me a penny just my regular modeling fee when I post for them. Oh. And selling them as if they were my, coming from me, Betty Page's bikinis, it would say. Mm. You know, I've heard a lot of people have ripped you off, Betty, and that's why this book is different, because you're, you're going to make some money on this book. So we should all go out and buy it, huh? I hope so. <laughs> I hope you will. I hope you Betty will Page. Well, thank you so much, Betty. A legend. You are a legend. And this, this is Heather. This is the lovely Heather who looks very much like you. Very much. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Hello, Betty. She's a Betty Page lookalike. Hi. <laughs> I have your pictures all over my walls. You do? Yes. I, when I can't figure out something to wear, I just look at a picture. Do you look much like you? <laughs> Yeah, I adore you, and I just, that's really all that I have to say. Yeah, she looks a lot like you. Thank she, you she, very much. <laughs> we've all got your bangs. I mean, <laughs> we're all into I those. Feel it well took me about I've 10 hairdressers. <laughs> 1951. You, you, what, you've been wearing the bangs since 1951? I don't curl my hair like I used to every night. Yeah, that can be a, a real, that can make you late for your appointments, huh, Betty? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I had a bad reputation for being late. Yeah, but. Lot, especially when I'd worked for Irvin. I shouldn't have done him the way I did. Yeah. But I didn't do it. I wasn't deliberately late. It just took me a long time to get my makeup on. Uh-huh. I understand how it is. You got to get that makeup on, to get that <laughs> lipstick. So what was Irving like as a guy? I mean, what He was, was a very sweet fella. Yeah. Very nice, and he would send out for lunch and get us sandwiches and cold drinks. And he never raised his voice or got angry at any of the models. He stayed in the background a lot. You know, he didn't do much of the shooting, hardly ever. He had a couple of photographers. And his sister, Paula, learned how to use the camera. Where'd she and learn she how to tie those knots? Where'd she learn how to tie the knots? What do you mean? I don't know. <laughs> well, she you know, she looks like an expert there, tying no, all those she, knots. She didn't have any trouble tying in all the positions that people ask for. Yeah, she didn't have it. How'd you feel with that ball gag in your mouth? That must have been oh, that kind of... That was strange. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why anybody would want a ball gag in our mouth. <laughs> but the 
Texas. Uh, Robert Blue painted a big painting of me recently tied up with that old ball gag. That old ball gag, yeah. Do you know, Betty, we had that 20 years ago in, in uh, our company, Robert Blue's uh, painting of... Uh, of you on a poster with your hands in the shoes. Do you remember that? Wait a minute, I can't see you. Talk loud. Talk into the microphone a little. Microphone. Yeah, there remember you Remember the uh, picture that uh, Robert Blue did with you with your hands in the shoes? With my hands in what? In the shoes, in the high-heeled shoes. Your feet and your hands were in the shoes? Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Ooh. Oh, oh. <laughs> we got him in trouble, that. didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we had that poster for about 10 years in uh, versatile fashions. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and we just walked the streets of New York you know, with uh, Heather that's sitting uh, n next to my right that you talked to. Yeah. Uh, walking a couple of miles just to go to the uh, photography studio to get your uh, recent uh, pictures that she didn't have as your collection. And that was just a couple of weeks ago. Oh, really? So, that sounds Movie Star News is where you were carried. That's right. That Movie was Irving Clark's first original production, selling pictures of movie stars before he started doing his own. So, Betty, we're going to have to go into a break now. Are you getting tired? Do you, we, we, if you're too tired, we can, we can just say goodnight now. If you feel like talking a little more, we'd like to talk to you a little more. What do you feel like? Whatever you want to do. I want to keep talking to you, Betty. I want to keep talking to you. Stay with me. Betty Page right here on the Dr. Susan Block Show. Susan Block Show on the Saybrook Broadcasting Network. Tonight's show is a tribute oh. to the living be legendary Betty Page. So wonderful. Even though she doesn't think of herself as a legend, a lot of we people do. do. <laughs> and we do. And uh, and she's and she's alive. She's not only a living legend, she is a, she is alive and she's we've been talking with her. We are still talking with her. Uh, but we're gonna say goodnight, Betty. Because we hear that you're tired and that you're such a you're such a people pleaser that you won't say that you're tired. Plus, we're out of time. Plus, we're running out of time, and we want to talk to Bob about GlamourCon. Yeah, but, but talk to Veronica. Oh, you want to talk to Veronica? Can, yeah. Oh, Veronica is. Have you ever spoken to Veronica before, Betty? No. You know no. what Veronica does? She teaches boys how to dress up like you. Like you. That's what she does. She has a school for them. Yes, yeah. school for boys. <laughs> Veronica Vera's school for boys who want to be girls. Right. Her high-heeled school. Veronica, are you there? Hello. Oh, I guess we can't. We can't do a conference. Uh, I can't call. conference are it. Are they very young boys? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. 
<laughs> I think they're of age. But you know what, if you, Betty, if you if you hold on, you'll be able to hear her. We can't put her on at the same time. But she will. But, yeah. Give you a little just message. Just hold of on. Love. Don't hang up. And we're gonna put you on hold, and you'll be able to hear her. And uh, in the meantime, uh, there's uh, like dozens of people here who just love you. Uh, you've touched their lives like you've touched my life. And, and you're touching our lives again. again. And we are just grateful. so grateful Very and grateful. so thrilled. I'm so glad you had me on the program. And by the way, you can come on anytime you want. Anytime you want here. <laughs> we, we're here at the Century Wilshire Hotel. We'll give you a hotel room, everything. <laughs> anyway, we're all going to buy your book, Betty Page. Yeah. Life of a Pinup Legend by Karen Essex and, and James L. Swanson with special contributions from Betty Page herself. And we can get that from GlamourCon or Fond Memories, which is at 206-821-1760. Great. That's for the autographed copies or regular copies. And uh, Betty, Betty, thank you so much for joining us. We, we really thank you for having me on the show. Yay! We love you! Bye, Betty, we Everybody, love you! Everybody, we love you! Everybody's applauding here. <laughs> okay. Veronica, are you there? No, she's not there. Okay, we're, we're going we're gonna to put her on and you're going to listen to her, Betty. Okay, hang on, Betty. Okay, so can we say hi to Veronica now? Okay, we're standing by. We are sitting by. I, for one, am lying by. <laughs> Veronica, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Oh, hi there. Be we, we couldn't do a little conference call here, but Betty really wanted to, to hear from you. I know, I heard that. So what do you want to tell Betty? Oh, well, I hope she's, I hope Betty, you, I'm sure she's still listening to the program. Oh, yes, she I is. She has, I hope she hasn't put on her negligee, <laughs> or maybe she has. I have mine on. Betty, I want to tell you that you have, there's a beautiful photo of you by Bunny Yeager that has a prominent spot in Miss Vera's Finishing School for Boys Who Want to Be Girls, right in the center of our dressing area. Betty Page is the muse of the store. That's right, of the <laughs> store. Well, it's an academy. It's not a store. Oh, okay, the this school. This is a learning experience. Yes. This is, this, is, this is the dean of students here. That's right, and Betty always believed in, in education. Well, that we also do believe in education and recreation. And also, I wanted to tell Betty that in, uh, in 1984, I was asked to testify before a Senate Judiciary Committee on my experiences in the sex industry. And they were very interested in bondage photos. So I had done um, a bondage series, well, one bondage shoot for a magazine. And I thought, well, if they want to know about bondage photos, I'll bring these. And at the time I did the photos, I had proposed it to the editor, saying I, wa I was really wanted to explore the bondage photos and the way that the, the Betty Page photos had been done because I thought they were just so great and uh, and you just have such, Betty Page has such an air of having fun about it oh, in yes. such a glamorous way. So when I testified, I, I said to Senator Arlen Specter, who was chairing the committee, that this was a uh, a memorial, you know, a, a tribute to Betty Page and that I had wanted to uh, um, to follow in her footsteps, so I just uh, wanted Betty to know that. Um, but you carried on her tradition right on the right. Senate floor. We're never going to let them rest. <laughs> All, right. All right. Yes. Get those sanctimonious, censorious senators. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, thanks so much for joining us, Veronica. I just want to talk to Bob about um, the uh, about GlamourCon. Yeah, and everybody has to go out and buy this book. Yes, I want to buy that book. How much is that book anyway? How much? How is much the book? is the book, Bob? 
Oh. The autographed copy is uh, is uh, forty nine ninety five and four dollars for shipping. Great, uh -huh. a bargain. And Gla GlamourCon. GlamourCon is Betty Page's festival. GlamourCon is Betty Page's festival. It's this. It's going to be next week. 23rd and 24th at the Burbank Hilton Airport Hotel. If you're watching us on tape, then you'll have to go another time. You'll miss it. <laughs> For all those on the radio, come come and see us. <laughs> okay, and... And also, it's $49.95, but you should send in $350. Send in $350. And the extra all goes to... It's for Betty. It's for Betty. She deserves Betty. it. She deserves so much more. She's touched our hearts. She's <sighs> revolutionized America. And uh, and she revolutionized you and me, huh, she Max? She certainly did. <laughs> oh yeah, she's revolutionized. Doesn't have to worry about her image um, because that image will live forever. And we'll ever and ever. ever, the greatest girly girl of all time. <laughs> we love you, Betty Page. We love you, Betty Page. Do you need to talk about something related to your sex life, your love life, your private life? Well, you can talk to me or one of my other sex therapists. Just call this number, 310-474-5353. Go on. You can talk now or anytime. 310-474-5353. Last segment of the Dr. Susan Block Show. Tonight's show has been a tribute to Betty Page, queen of pinup, queen of fetish, queen of the jungle, and queen of our hearts. Whether frolicking on the beach or wielding a whip or bound and gagged or trimming a Christmas tree, Betty Page Hello, always knew how to strike the right pose. She had one of the greatest, sweetest, purest, most passionate love affairs with the camera of all time. In her photos, she gave us love and she gave us sex in infinite variety. She made it all look like incredible, wholesome, all-American fun. And it is, isn't it? Uh, she gave us power. Did she give us submission? I don't know. Even in her most helpless bonded shots, she just exudes Smart. power. And she gave us boundless eroticism in that sexual dark age of the 1950s. Betty Page was a pioneer, an artist, a legend, and the greatest girly girl who ever lived. And she still lives. And we have had the privilege of talking with her tonight in her first live interview ever here on the Dr. Susan Block Show. And I want to thank her. I know she's still listening, even though she's not here right now on the, on the air. And I want to thank all the people that made it possible for us to talk to Betty, including uh, Bob Schultz, of course and uh, Mark Greenblum and James L. Swanson, who is the co-author of Betty's new book, uh, Betty Page, The Life of a Pinup Legend, along with Karen Essex. Go and buy that book. Uh, you can order it from Fond Memories. And, uh, and I want to thank, uh, let's see, did I say Mark Greenblum? Yeah, Mark Greenblum's yeah. a great Betty Page artist, and he, he's a great uh, glamour artist, and he made this possible. I want to thank Mr. Santorinette. We all Santa had a Lynette. lot of margaritas, so uh, okay. yeah. <laughs> A margarita artist. Uh, no, our margarita artist is Nigel. Uh, uh, yay! A big Betty Page fan and our second cameraman tonight. I want to thank Nigel. I'm going out of order. And our here. director. And, and our director, Joe Rabbits. I'm going right. all out of order. Yeah, I want to finish okay. thanking some of the guests. Uh, Mistress Antoinette of Versatile Fashions, the designer of Versatile Fashions. Big fan of Betty Page. Sarah Jane Hamilton. The great uh, Sarah Jane The great Hamilton. Sarah Jane. The beautiful, the great, the beautiful. luscious beautiful. English Sarah Jane. <laughs> Sarah Jane, and Veronica Vera, alone. Dean of Miss Vera's School for Boys Who Want to 
girls. Uh, thank Mistress you so much. Antoinette. And Mistress Antoinette. I said Mistress Antoinette. Yeah, I you know. can say it again. And, and Kiki, Heather, 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 who is, uh, Heather Sweet, who is a Betty Page lookalike, that's wearing a beautiful yeah. corset by Mistress Antoinette. God, and uh, let's see, I'm Joe Rabbits, our director for tonight. And, uh, <laughs> and let's see, communications director, Babo Martinez. Martinez. My production assistant, the lovely Kiki Moretti, who is wearing a fabulous Betty Page inspired outfit tonight that we can't see because Max is sitting on the sofa. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and my attorney, John Levine. Now, you always need an attorney you for a show like this. Betty should know about that kind of stuff. And my video editor, Stephen Whetstone. Right. And uh, my live in-bedroom oh, musician, <laughs> Ephraim. Ephraim is my live in-bedroom musician. And uh, and thank you, my darling <laughs> listener, for having and, us and in your home, your house, or your cardboard box. <laughs> You've been watching a tribute to the living, legendary Betty Page in her first live interview on the Dr. Susan Block Show. We must go. We want you to be happy. We want you to be healthy. We want you to try not to hurt anybody, including yourself. But please find the pleasure in your life. It's right between your nose, your, your toes. <laughs> it's right under your nose. <laughs> it's between your toes. It's right between your breasts. It's um, right in a book called Betty Page, The Life of a Pin-Up Legend. <laughs> ah, God bless you. Goddess bless you. And God and Goddess bless the beautiful Betty Page. Goddess bless you, Betty. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web.